Okay, today's daf is daf Tet Zayin, and we begin a few lines out of the Mishnah. It says, Rabbi Hudu Omer, Ad Beit um, which means is when we come to this, um, this the Pasim, the Biraot, you're actually at a limit of Beit time. It's not like we said before that you can have a Filukur, a Filukuraim, mean in that, that as long as you configured the Pasim, either you you extended them or added extra little bits in between, like we said in Machok of Rabbi Hudu Omer before. You could do as light big as you like. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it says you're limited to ad beit satayim, much like a carpet. However, Amrulo, Chachamim said to him, Lo amo beit satayim, this limit of beit satayim is only the beginning of the carpet. Gina is a place where they used to grow Zra'im, and a carpet, as he says, is an area that was a bit away from the town in which they would store wood and the like. Now, why is that? That is because Rashi explains, and obviously I'm on the Gemara, oh, this Gemara, but because uh, we don't have Rashi and Yashalmi, but Rashi explains that is because once you have an area that is lohukafli dira, it's not surrounded for dwelling in, and it's a very large space. It's It's similar to a public domain in its appearance somewhat, and therefore that's why they said it's you're limited to that amount. However, that limit is only the beginning of the carpet. Now, deer and sahar are, a deer is an area which they used to, um, when they wanted a, um, animals to fertilize a particular area. They would fence them in in that area, in that zone, so that they'd uh, do their business there. And then they'd move them on they'd, uh, to a different different zone. So a deer in the Sahara is also another area in which they used to also have animals. Now, importantly here, Rashi also explains is that the ro'er, the shepherd or whatever it is, would actually sometimes sleep there at night. So therefore, it's considered hukaf ladira, importantly. Omukza is an area behind one's house, and the chatzer is an area in front of one's house, so it's still hukaf lidira. Afilu beit chamesh korim, chamesh korim, you can have an area of five kor. Afilu aser korim, even if it was ten kor, it doesn't matter, you would be able to have such a large space. Okay? Meaning it would be mutar. Because, again, once it's hukaf lidira, there are no size limitations. However, umutar l'archi kol shulbavad shulbavad like we said in the previous Mishnah, so therefore when it comes to the pasim liberaot, this, um, again, the Dumdid, since that is for the purpose from drinking for, from, it's considered like it's hukapli dira, letzorach atashmish adam, and therefore it's considered hukapli dira, and therefore you can have it even kurafir kurain, provided that all the requirements of the Dumdim are set. Again, the gaps can't be either between more and ten, and if they are, you've got to sort that out each towards his shita, meaning Rebbe Meir Rebbe Huda. Okay, that is the Mishnah. Let's learn the Gemara now. Rebbe Huda Meir, Ad Beit Satayim. So the Gemara says, Al the question according to Rabbi Yehuda is if he limits the air, the zone within this area that's cordoned off by the Diumdim, does the Be'er, does the well itself, is that included in the calculations? Marsha the time. Do I include that? Is that, do I deduct that, if you like, from my maximum area? So the Gemara says, we can learn from the following case. The Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar said, Omer, what if the bear itself was enormous? It was uh, it was the size of Beit Satayim. Again, Beit Satayim is uh, uh, you know fifty amot by hundred amot. Let's say theoretically there was a massive be'er. Says Einu mutar la'achik memena ela malor rosh v'rubashel para. That you're not allowed to take the dium dim further away from it. The maximum you can take away is only rosh v'rubashel para. Ah, the fact now we're limited by in terms of how far now we can take it out to almost a tiny, tiny amount, the Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, you see a bear, you can see quite clearly then that the bear itself is included in how Rabbi Yehuda would calculate the Beit Satayim. Now the question is, 
if it ca- if it does mamash include it, then why can you even allow the Roshel para? If we say that you're limited to Beit Satayim and the bear itself is Beit Satayim, you shouldn't be able to larchik at all. So for this, the um, Reb Chaim explains me mikol makom the be'er sa'atayim. If the be'er itself is sa'atayim, he tur larchik od shte amot. They still allowed Chazal allowed you to go at least at least an extra two amot. Kedera shovaraboshel para enough for the head and the body of the para. Mishum dana noten anav beboro because generally people focus will be on the bore itself. But kevan she'ena bore ela sa'atayim since the bore itself is only sa'atayim. Enu lamed mikanet shel makom acher. People aren't going to draw the wrong conclusions and allow. A region cordoned off, at least according to uh, Rabbi Huda, of of more than Beit Satayim. Okay, umimne ole regalim material, and because of the regalim, they allowed that pasim lerachik also mina borrow the extra two amot, even though normally according to Rabbi Huda, all these regions you're limited to Beit Satayim. Okay, let's now learn the next halacha. Next halacha dal, the next mishnah. Rabbi Huda says, imayad derech rabim, sorry, mafsekata. What happens if this the diumdim? The bear is like in the middle of Shusarabim, and you put this and, and you put the diumdim to corner, like to mark off the area, and the, it's a road that's going straight through it. So according to um according to Rabbi Huda, once again, he says, Yes, I'll him. He says, actually, that does that's not good. The fact that the Rabim are going to go through the space that will ruin the Dine Mechitza from it. So therefore you have to move the Diumdim in a different way so that the road doesn't isn't going through the space you've marked off by Diumdim. Habakhachamim says, that's not necessary. Next, Echad Be'er Harabim Va'obor Harabim. Now I've kind of mixed up the two translations here, but Be'er is a well and a bore is simply a water hole, if you like. It's a, like a Chafira, they dig a hole and there's where they, and they wanted the rainwater to collect there. That's more like a, that's what a bore is. So in other words, this leniency of the Diumdim, what does it apply to? The first opinion is, this is Rebbe Akiva, you'll see is that you'll, whether it's a well or a water hole of the rabim, like when, or even if it's a well of a yachid, you can do, you can make this pasir. Avalabor hayachid, if it's a private water hole, then osilu mechitza gvo asratvachim, you cannot rely on the dium, you have to make a proper mechitza. Now, why is that? We'll see this in the Gemara anyway, but I'll just uh, spoil the surprise a little bit. That is because a bore is likely for the, since it's just a, Temporary collection, if you like, of rainwater. It's not a natural, like, well. It's likely to dry up. Okay? And the Rabbi Chaim says, Shema maim kalim taltule, and, you, and it will dry up, and you still, you might think you can still carry in that region. And as you remember, the only thing that's matir that region, the onset of Shabbos, is the fact that there's a source of water in the middle of it. Okay? So next Shabbos might come along, and per- person might be cognizant of the fact that this bore is uh, this, this. This, this, bore, sorry, the bore yachid is dried up and I think you can still carry in that region. That's why he doesn't allow it. However, Yehud ben Baba says, no. He says, he restricts it only to a be'er, so a well of rabim. Not even a bore of a rabim. Why? Because he needs a tartal miyuta. He needs the fact that the water is like excess, like constantly like a proper well, that the well itself has lots of water and also has to be of the rabim. However, Ulashar, for the rest, you need a Chagira Gavoa Asrat Fachim. Interesting Lashon of Chagira. Chagira is like Chagura belt. So what's interesting here is, I read a bit of Rab Chaim. He says, he says, Svirle Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, the Borot Hekilud Lavi Afilu Mechitza Shel Arev. That Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava allows, even though normally he doesn't allow it, he allows, meaning just all you know, just ropes drawn across with less than three tefachim in between them to rely on the wood. In this context, he does allow it. Okay, that's what it means. Um, 
And what's interesting here, what Rabbi Kiva says, you actually know you need a mechitza gemara in that context. Okay, let's um, let's let's uh, let's learn the gemara. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, imayta derech rabbi mefasak. So mefasakata. Um, so mafsakata. That's uh, that's how you pronounce it. Sorry, it's a bit of a tongue twister. It says that if if uh, again if the roshusa rabbi is going through the area of marked off by the yom dim, it will ruin it. So I'm Rabbi Yochan. Rabbi Yochan says, what are you talking about? This seems to contradict Shittat Rebbe Yehuda. Why? We saw this debate, and we've seen it so many times already, regarding the area underneath the bridge. So the area underneath the bridge has two walls, and according to Rebbe Yehuda, you can rely on the bridge roof itself to what's called do pitikra yored vasotem. The end of it, we view it, the edge of the, the bridge as if it's running down. And you've got a region that's now walled off on four sides. And therefore, you can carry within it. Now, why is this a steer? Why is this a contradict Rebbe Yehuda? Because presumably, there's a thoroughfare going through under this bridge. And Rebbe Yehuda says, under the bridge, it's a good, you can carry underneath it because you can rely on pitikra yored vasotem. However, in our case, the fact that the rabbim are going through these imaginary uh, walls would ruin the dinner mechitzo. So it's a stira with Rabbi Yehuda. Why does he allow it by the by the region underneath the gisharim to say that the fact that the, it's a thoroughfare underneath it's not ruining it? And in our case, it says it does. So I'm Rabbi Lezer. So, so the first understanding seems to be We have to switch the shittas around. There's a contradiction. However, Amr Abalayazer says, Ainu Mukhlefet, no, it's, you don't have to switch it around. Why? Amr would disavar Kreb Yehuda. The Amr of Yehuda had a tame Mufulashim Libika. Abalimufulash Rusha Sarabim Asur Ah. So what's the difference? He says it depends if it's what's it Mufulash too. If it's a Mufulash Rusha Sarabim, meaning it's a public road going straight through it. Ah, that's when you say that the, the Rabim Bokim Bo, they can go through it and would ruin it. So the case in our Mishnah when Rabbi Yehuda says that Derech Rabbi Mafsaka, so I can't say the word, in, uh, interrupts it, um, that ruins it, that's because it's a Rabbi, it's a general road. Now, why is it in the case of a Gesher, is it okay? Because it's not a public road going through it. It simply, it's Poteach, it opens up onto a Bika, which has a din of a Carmelit. So that's, that's one way of resolving the problem between the two. By the way, what about Shitachachamim? Isn't Shitachachamim also a stirrer? Why? You might think that it's a stira chachamim, because chachamim says you can't use the region under the bridge, but the fact that there's a rabbin going through our area marked off by the diumbim, it's not a problem. And chachamim is much easier to resolve, because chachamim hold that the fact that the rabbin are going through it doesn't present a problem. They're just, why can't you use the region under a bridge? Because according to chachamim, you need three complete walls to rely on pitik ered vasotem. So the case of the gisharim necholik for a different purpose altogether. But let's go back to Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda again says that the region under the bridge you can carry underneath it, but the region within the within the Diyum Dim where Rabbim go through it would ruin it. So why is that not a stira? Answer number one was it depends what type of thoroughfare it is. If it's Mamash, a road going through it, it would ruin it. But the case of the bridge is when it opens up onto a bika. Okay. So Amar of Yossi, Bechol Atar. Now we're going to reject that as an answer. It says Amar of Yossi, how is it possible, Rabbi Lazar? Gave that answer. Normally, Rebbe Lazar sorry, follows the shitter of his Rab, which is Rebbe And then look what Rebbe says. How do you matter Rebbe Yehuda says, 
Either if you've got, again, this is talking about a Mavoy Mefulash. So Mavoy Mefulash So again, it's not a Mavoy Satum. It's open at both ends. So how you matter it? Oh, my Mavoy, all I have to do is put a Lechi at either end or a Korah at either end. Hello, what are we talking about? We're talking about it's open up to Rosh Hashanah. So you see the fact that it's a public thoroughfare is possibly can go through. It is not going to ruin it. But let's just finish it up with the Chachamim. You know, you've got to make it a Mavoy Satum. So you've got to put a Surat um, HaPetach at one end and then you can put a Mavoy at the next. But the problem is, we said the whole difference between Shirat Rebbe, the Chiluk and Shirat Rebbe Yehuda was it depends what it's opened up onto. If it's a public thoroughfare, then it will ruin it. If it's opening up to the Bika, then it's okay. That was an answer why it works in Gisharim. But we just proved here, the Rabbi Yehuda holds, you can put, even if it's dealing with a Mavoy, that's open at both ends, Alechi or Korah is sufficient. You don't need, in other words, even if it's open onto the Derech Rabbi, Morosh Rabbi. So there, Vachom, Arhachin, how can you bring that stira? So then the next answer is, this is answer number three. Again, the first answer was, you've got to switch your shit on. Second answer was, it depends what it opens up onto. We've rejected answer number two now. So answer number three is, It depends what you're talking about. Meaning, when the opening in Mavoy is only 10 wide, like we find by Mavoy, then it's not a problem. What's the case of the Diyumdim? If you remember Shit Rabbi Yehuda, he allows the gap between these, these picture frame boards to be up until 13 and a third. Ah, if you're going more than 10, therefore, it, now it's a bit more precarious, if you like. The gap is so big and we're so leaning by Diyumdim, that's when it will ruin it. So read Reb Chaim, he says, Then then makes a difference if it's Mufulash to Rosh Hashanah or if it's Mufulash to Abika. That's what he says. Now the Gemara says, one second. You're trying to say, according to Shidra Yehuda, there's a difference if it's between, if it's 10 wide or 13 and a third wide. That's not, well, Mile de Rabbanan, you see the words of the, the Amorayim would be cholek on that, pligid. Why? Because Aracha Amaragoshaya Sha'ala Abi asked Abba, Tamatiye Pirzat Hamavoy Aldat and Yehuda. How wide is the Pirz of Hamavoy contra Yehuda? Now let me explain this question. A reader of Chaim, come here, Pirzer of Yehuda, Lo Mahani Letzotapetach. How wide, well, not really Letzotapetach, the Ilub, in other words, how wide would be the, that, that you won't help with Letzotapetach? The Ilub, in Reish Perek, the Rachav, if it's wider than 10 Amot, you've got a Yimaet. In other words, you can't rely on a Lechia Korah. Well, the Rabbi Yehuda, the question, Rabbi Yehuda, what's his dimensions? We're asking a question, what's his dimension? I thought it's always 10. No. Because we see Rabbi Yehuda holds gaps of 13 by Pase Biraot. Maybe Rabbi Yehuda, it's up until your Gimel. Therefore, we learn that the Pirates of your Gimel the Shlish. Meaning, the fact in Pase Biraot, he says, and go up to 13 and third means that that's his din across the board. Not just Bapes Bissaret, even for a Mavoy. A film of Voy Mohammed Fulash Rusarabim with Pirzil Gimel, the Sagilibu, who will be enough with a Lechi, that's it. Vahadar Kushta Laduch, they were back to square one. The Machlav Shidrebi Huda, it must be with Switch Shidrebi Huda around. So let me explain it outside. We said, oh, you know what the difference is? When does Rabim not present a problem? That's when it's 10 wide. But 
The reason why Rabin, the Bikat Rabin, the Rabin, presents a problem is that's because in the case of Pasabira up that it's 13 and a third. Okay? Okay, when it's 13 and a third, then it matters if it's Rabim or opening up to a Bika. Now, we just we just proved here from the discussion of the Morayim that no, according to Rabbi Yehuda, this, he, that's his shita. That a, the, the gap is 13 and a third. That means even in a Mavoy, if the openings of the Moim Fulash was 13, up to 13 and a third, a lechi or kora at either end would be sufficient. So therefore, you cannot say that the, the, the way to resolve the matter is with, that the, it depends on like if it's 10 or 13 and a third. So then, amazingly, but what happens? The Gemara says, the Rabbanan de Kisri Namin. Again, the Rabbanan and Kisri come and save the day at the end of the Sugi, like we've seen so many times. Taman Omed Rab, it said, well, you know what the difference is? Tamad Omed Rabala Parutz, Bram Hacha Parutz Rabala Omed. It says, you know what the fundamental difference is? When the Rabbin present a problem, it depends what you're dealing with, what the, what the Mechitzas are. In the case of a Mavoin Fulash, you've got more Omed, more standing walls than there are openings. Yes, it's open at both ends, but as you know, the Mavoy is longer than it is wide. So that's why the Rabbiman presenting a problem. In the case of Pasin Libera'ot, this is the definition we've been describing before. It's what's called the Mechitza Grua. Because there's so much more wide space, and normally we don't allow it. We don't allow it at all. It's only the case of Bira'ot. That's why, since if you like, it's more of a precarious type of Mechitza. It's a Mechitza Grua. That's why... Um, the Bikiat Rabin contributor would destroy it. Okay, so fantastic. We've sold a Stira Rebbe Huda. What difference does it make? The difference is, according to the Rana and the Kis, we don't have to say that Machlipashitate. It depends what time Mechitzas are dealing with. If we're dealing with good Mechitzot, Omed Ravala Parots, then the, the, the fact that Rabin can bokimbo, can go straight through, it won't ruin anything. You can run Lechin and Kore and a Mavoy, and probably in a Gesher as well. Um, the, when's, when does it present a problem? Um, it only presents a problem in the case of passing these diumdim, the passing biraot, because um, because there you've got parutz raba ala omul, you've got more empty space than you have actual standing wall, and therefore since the mechitza grua, that's where it presents a problem. Okay, let's continue. Now ma ben bor rabim or ma or ma ben bor yachid. Why is it according to Rabbi Akiva there's a difference between bor rabim or yachid? If you recall, Rabbi Akiva said this heter of diumdim as a mechitza works across the board except for bor yachid. So the first understanding is bor rabim yesh lo kol bor yachid ain lo kol. What does it mean? It has a kol. Rabbi Chaim says ha kol yodim. Everyone knows de mishum bor matatlin avo bor yachid she ain lo kol. In other words, dealing with a public water hole, people know there's a public water hole there. So people won't confuse them out and think, oh, this is a good mechitza. However, if it's a boryachid, it doesn't have a call. People don't necessarily know there's a boryachid there. And people think, oh, I can use pasim, these, uh, these diumdim, in the other context as well as a mechitza. So the Gemara says, well, that's not a satisfactory chiluk. Why? Because if the whole chiluk, if it's rabim or yachid, if you recall, according to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says even a be'er yachid would be okay. So therefore, me'ata afilu le'be'erod should be asur. Ella what? So what's the chiluk? Ella be'er bor hamayim. Got to change the gears here. Ain mav mav mitzvim lechalot bor yachid me mav mitzvim lechalot. The difference is is how likely is it that the water is going to run out. If it's a public water hole, they're unlikely to run out, so therefore you're not going to run into the problem if you matir them, according to Rabbi Akiva, um, to, to matir the case of Yomdim. However, as I explained in the Mishnah, 
when it comes to this bor yachid, this uh, water hole of a yachid, it is likely to dry. Uh, that is likely to dry out. We're on the risk that people will start carrying that region when there's no water in it. Okay, next. Rabbi Yaakov bar Acha said, Acha Amra, Amram Rav Yudah B'Shem, sorry, B'Shem Shmuel, who's a halacha like? Halacha is like Rabbi Yudah Ben Bava. So just to recall, sorry, I didn't do a chart on this. It's just got so many other diagrams we'll be doing for later on that I ran out of time. But again, Machokar in the Mishnah, Rabbi Kiva says, this diom didn't work across the board except for a bor yachid. According to Rabbi Huda ben Bava, it never works. The only case it works is a be'er rabin. So we're saying halachas like Rabbi Huda ben Bava. So I'm Rabbi Huda, avoid the red matnaya. I says matnita amrakin. You can see Mufurish on a Mishnah that's halachas like Rabbi Huda. Why? Because it says osim pasin for what? Le biraot. Oh, biraot for lol barot. The fact that the when we introduce this idea in the beginning of Perak that says you make boards for biraot, that means wells and not water holes. So ah, you see that it works. That's shit, Rabbi Huda. That's Rabbi Ben Bava. Ah, but one second. Let's just fill in the gaps here. But one second. Rabbi Yehuda Ben Bava says it only works for a Be'er Rabbim, not Chalyachim. So what's your other option? You want to say now it's like Rabbi Akiva? One second. And if you're going to say it's Rabbi Akiva, I'm filling the gaps based on Rabbi Chaim. If you're going to say it's Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva allows it even for Borot. So then, you, then you'd be forced to say that our Mishnah is Lavdavka. The Mifka means Berot, Borot, they're all the same. You can use it for. But if that's the case, if it's Lavdafka, then it also would be Lavdafka, Yachid, and Rabin. But you can't say it's Lavdafka to that, to that extent. And if you want to say it's like Rabbi Akiva, because Rabbi Akiva says a Bor Yachid, a private waterhole, doesn't work. So Ella, what, 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 what must it be? If you're going to mafarish the Mishnah, it's much easier to mafarish the Mishnah like Shidra Rabbi Huda Mimbava. That um, that that what when it says be'er like that means a it says rabim osim pasim rabim. So therefore, you have to. It's much easier to say the kavata than when it says biraot. It means be'er rabim specifically because again, if you're going to try and say Rabbi Kiva, oh, it must be we're going to have to restrict it anyway to referring to a bor rabim. So therefore, it's much easier to say as I said. Um, it's a site like Ruyurim Bava, but when it says Osim Pasim Labiraot for wells, it means specifically Borabim, and therefore Mishnahs, it's easier to say it's like Ruyurim Bava. Okay, let's now learn the next Mishnah. Also, Rabbi Udom Bava says, Hagina Varkaprav Shu Shivim Amav Shiraim, Shivim Amav Shiraim, Mukefet Geder, Gvoas Ratvachim. So again, a kaprof who says it's a garden or like uh, this area, it's not a garden in your house, but that, again, this is not hukaf libira, it was a place for growing zra'im, or um, or karpaf was a place used to store wood, fenced off region. And if it's 70 and 70 ama and a bit, and 70 ama, we'll explain why that is in a moment. That's again, less than beitza time. Or if it's a mukaf gather, it's got a fence around asrat fachim, then you can metatlin betochel bevadshia boshomira, provided that there's a shomira inside it or beitira inside it or shit smuchala iroth close to the city. Now, why is that? That is the simple way to understand this is well, learned in Mishnah, so it's like the Korban Ada. The Rebbe Yehuda ben Baba is more machmir. He says that even even a karpef, not only am I limited to uh, this beitzatayim, but it also has to have a kafledira. I mean, you need both. If you remember, till now we've been saying that you're only limited to the the the, the like seventy amal by seventy amal, let's say approximately. If it wasn't hukaf ledira, 
If it was Hukaplidira, then you can have it even bigger, this Karpov. So what it seems to be saying here, according to, again, the Korbaneda, simple reading of the Mishnah, is that he requires both. That even a Karpov, it needs to be Hukaplidira, and even still you're limited how big it can be. Okay? But Reb Chaim doesn't explain it that way, and this is, this is novel to me. He says as follows. He says, if you if the Shumira was constructed there first, then it's like no difference that we've been saying, you can metal as big as you like. Initially, it was for the purpose of a karpa. And after Banaba Shumira, and then only after you built a Shumira inside it, in that situation, you're limited to Beitzah time. But if you don't have a Shumira, then you can't metaltal even Ella ad al-Arbamot has a din of a caramelet. So again, according to Rabbi Chaim, it's much, uh, much more uh, uh, specific, sort of a fine version of Shurudim and Bava. Meaning Rehudim and Bava agrees with everything we're saying till now, according to Rabbi Chaim, that if, it's, if the Shemira was built first and then it was all Kafledira, fantastic. You can, carry, you can make the region as big as you like. However, unlike we've been saying, where Rabbi Yehudim and Bava's cholek is if it was initially not Hukaflidira. According to till now, we've been saying there doesn't need anything inside it. You can carry within the space as long as it's not bigger than Beit Satayim. Or according to Rabbi Yudim and Bava, no, you can only carry within a space, the Karpev, if you add this Shomira inside it. Because if you don't, you can't carry it in any It's like just like a carbonate, even though it's fenced off. Okay, let's continue. We learn the concept, the, 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 the limitations from the Chatzar Mishkan. Now, how big was the Chatzar Mishkan? Now, what I'm going to do is share some sheets with here because this is the, the mathematical component of uh, the day. Okay, so Mishkan Mishkan Lamdu. What was the dimensions of the Mishkan in terms of the limitations? So what was it? It was 100 amot long and 50 wide. So therefore, altogether, what you have Zimni Min so 50 times 100. So the whole region is 5,000 square amount. Okay? Now, shuvin min shuvin, ha-chamesh alafim paramea. If you just tried to turn that into a square and made it 70 by 70, then you'd get 5,000 pachot minus 100, which is 49,900, not 5,000. So therefore, what does Shmuel say? Shmuel says, What's this? What's the What's the What's a seventy in a bit? What's an extra bit? Seventy by like this is that a mission? Seventy in a bit by seventy in a bit. But it's It's seventy and two thirds by seventy and two thirds. So in other words, if I'm trying to square off the area, this beta time of the mishkan, this fifty by hundred, I want to turn it into a square. The way to do that is it's seventy and two thirds by seventy and two thirds. Now, if you do the maths, already I've shown you on the site, that's not exactly accurate as the Gemara itself is going to flesh out. But let's just shortcut some of the mathematics and we'll see how it works in the Gemara. If you don't mind, I want to finish the mathematical piece because it'll be easier to continue uh, to like, finish it now and then start the next year anew with the next Sugya. So let's go. The square root of 5,000 is actually 70, uh, 70.7107, etc. Right? However, and if you're, trying to, if you're trying to square mathematically 70 and two-thirds like take this square, then you get, get, you're going to get to 4,993 and seven nights. Okay. But the Gemara is going to show that to us. So let's have a look. It says, if you take shuvin zimnin min tre taltun. So the first point is to recognize that let's start with our square of 70 by 70. 
Okay, so 70 by 74,900. Now, if I look at the extra bits on the extension I've highlighted in orange, they are two, uh, 70 by two-thirds on one side and 70 by two-thirds on the other. So let's read the words of Gemara. Shivim zimni min taltun, shivim zimni min chultin. So it's 70 times two-thirds and 70 times two-thirds is that piece. The abnim all together, how much they make? Mea the arbim taltun, which is four, 140 um, two-thirds, if you like. And then mea taltun, uh, sorry, mea arbim taltun, or mea arbim taltun. Shehem all together, what is that? That is, uh, which is shehem tishin v'shalosh ama v'shlish, which again, if you do the math, is 93 and a third. So I've got a 4,000, so we've got 4,900 in the middle. On these block, on these sort of highlighted orange bits, we've just added 93 and a third, Amma. Let's continue. However, Tsemehen, sorry, I didn't update the text because I was in a rush, but Tsemehen Arba Chuin La Arba Ruchin. This area on the corner is really two thirds by two thirds. So the way that, why, the reason why they say Arba Chuin, because if you divide into little squares of a third by a third, a third by a third is a ninth, so it's four ninths. So that's basically to arbatuin, as I just showed you here. Arbatuin. So therefore, what are you left with? If you add it all up, I've shown you the bottom. So the four four thousand nine hundred plus the ninety three and a third for the 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 bars on the side plus this new four ninth. Altogether, you get four thousand nine hundred ninety three and seven ninths, like I showed you when you did the math at the top. Okay, that's where you're up to. So nishda sham tishin tisha chaisra tal tal Sorry, Taltotim Chasichua. So you're left with, meaning the gap between 5,000 and that amount is 19 thirds minus a ninth. That's what, that's what those words mean. So again, Nishtar Tisha Asar Taltun, Taltulin, which is 19 thirds, and Chasachua. How does that happen? Because the difference between 5,000 and 4,099, 993 and 7 ninths is 6 and 2 ninths. Okay? 6 and 2 ninths. That's the difference mathematically. But 18 and, which equal to 18 and a third plus a third minus a ninth. That's what I've sort of broken up the six. Six is 18, 18, sorry, 18 thirds and two ninths is a third minus a ninth. And altogether, if you simplify it, it's really 19 thirds minus a ninth. And that's the point. The point is that with Schmoll's approximation, you're still going to be off by, put it in simpler terms, six and two ninths of square amma. So that's what Chachamim means, is what Mishkan Kal. In other words, There's going to be a little bit less than the Chatzar Mishkan if you use Shmuel's measure. Not that they couldn't work it out. Is that they want Medaik with it? That small Mu'at Bo Kashir, that small amount. So again, it's a recognition that this is an approximation, and it's approximation Lachumra, if you like, but that is, if you like, sufficient for all intents and purposes. Okay? That was clear. That's the math. To, that's your math lesson for today. All right. Cold uh, Silver will pick up from here tomorrow. Are we happy Happy to learn tomorrow morning? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. That's the answer I wanted to hear. Fantastic. We'll see you tomorrow, Mr. Shem Cold